Hello. This is all getting edited out, so I just want to say I am the best meme slayer of all the meme slayers. That's not true. <laughs> but it's, it's, on true. The, it's on the podcast now, so it is true. That's not true. But you just said it's all getting edited out. So. But this part will st- <laughs> <laughs> we'll Testing say, one, two, I am best. Okay. <laughs> You should always do that, Mary. What if like, when we like... listen to this later, me and you sound really far away, <laughs> and Mary is like the only one anyone can hear? Because <laughs> there is some chance that will happen, and if so, then we're just not going to do this story again because we're not going to talk about it again and pretend like it's <laughs> okay. But you should still do it yourself one day by yourself. No, like an extra bonus ten-minute Mamser conversation. Bonus Mamser, like a no. like a deleted scene thing. No. Yes. No. Mamser. No. Yes. <laughs> Listen. Okay, this We're podcast is right either about literature, or it's about movies, or it's about whatever we want. <laughs> it's about this, whatever we want. This is the first episode it can change. It probably drastically will change. Okay, so what we're going to do for our format, since I'm sure we're probably not, it's probably not going to stay the same. We're going to start with Frankenstein. I'm going to start talking about it, okay? Cool. That's what we're going to do. That sounds great. Okay. So, for our first episode ever, we are going to discuss, in spooky fashion, because it is October. Ooh. Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. Classic. It is a classic. Classic. It is a classic, Mary. Okay. Now I feel weird. <laughs> don't be, I don't feel weird. <laughs> do we have to wait? Do <laughs> we have to introduce ourselves? Okay. Okay. So <laughs> I need this for the notes. Frankenstein, as you know, was written by Mary Shelley. So no. Okay. So it was published in London, as many things that we like are. Yeah. In 1818. And she was 20 when she did it, and it was published anonymously the first time that she published it. Because she's a lady. Oh. Yeah. Yes. It's always the case. It usually is the case. But um, since it became real popular, and they did a second edition, because they ran out of the first edition. Really? Wow. Yeah. Then they added her name to it the second Within time. Within her published. own lifetime? Yeah, like, she was, like, like, alive when that happened? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. So, then it was, like... Oh, glad you liked it. It's written by me. <laughs> Good. And put her name on it. Good, you should. Yeah. So it came about because actually her husband, whose name is Percy, which I think is a terrible name, actually. Yeah. And <laughs> their friend. Sorry to all the Percy's. <laughs> right. <laughs> Shout out to the Percy. <laughs> um, between her husband, Percy, and their friend, Lord Byron. You know that guy? You ever heard of Lord I Byron? I did, but where do I know him from? He's, He's a poet. poet. He's a British poet. But where did I just hear that? Modern poetry dress. I don't know either. Probably. Probably. You probably heard something like okay. that. Okay. So, oh, by the way, we're three English majors. <laughs> <laughs> I am Alicia. Oh, that sounds weird. <laughs> okay. And you are? I'm Jessie. I'm also an English major, but I'm currently a cook. So that. Is oh yeah, we should probably say that. We are all three English majors that don't currently have any profession involving Not English. at so all. <laughs> but we still talk about it like crazy. Yeah, we still so, we still love it. That's right. So we are just English enthusiasts who happen to have majors that are. English. I mean, there's a reason why we all got degrees. Like, <laughs> that's male. I'm talking that's right me. now. Yeah, males. You want to introduce yourself? for your for all our fans? All, out hey, there hey y'all! <laughs> for our mom fans. <laughs> hey, hey everyone! My name's Mary. But I'm called Mailum. So that's that's there we why. Go, yeah. So if we're talking to Mailum, that's who we're talking to. Hi, Mailum. Okay. So back to this. 
She got it published for the second thing. Okay, so it was a it was a competition between her, her husband Percy, and Lord Byron to see who could write the best horror story. Ooh. I don't know if she won that contest, but I'm assuming that she did. Well, like she yeah. wrote this, and I don't know what they wrote, yeah. so I'm guessing she won that. And this is the only one we probably remember out of all the ones that were in the contest. Probably. Yeah. Right. This is the only one I really remember. Oh, you know what? Lord Byron wrote a poem called uh, "She Walks in Beauty." Ever heard of that one? Oh, yeah, I think I've it's heard familiar. Probably snuck in there. Yeah. Okay. So she wrote it from a dream that she had, which was kind of a nightmare, where a mad scientist made something he hated, which is basically. Man, who has a nightmare like that? Like, like in what part of her subconscious she experienced something that that was like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, real casual. (sighs) I dreamed of a scientist last night. Well, that's where she says it's from. Maybe she made that anecdote to be like later when they're like, "Where'd you get this idea?" Like, "Oh, I had a dream about it one day." You know. I don't know. That's what she says. That's interesting. I did not know that's any what background she to this story. Yeah. So, yes. well, that's what the point of the podcast that's is. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <gasps> Happy <gasps> Halloween. Spooktacular. Spook time. All right. So, I have a bunch of things to say. I have, like, the summary of the plot written down. Written down. See, we are definitely English majors. We I have it written down. Um, I don't know if you guys are really familiar with it. You're not really, right? No, I never had to read it for my classes. I never read that book. This one was drilled into me. So we have, um, but you guys know that most of the time that in like popular culture, they always talk about Frankenstein being the monster. Yes. Yeah. That is not, yeah, yeah. it's definitely not the monster. I don't really know why that started. I think maybe just because his name is scary. Oh. It sounds kind of scary. Yeah. But it's the doctor is Dr. Victor Frankenstein and they never actually give the monster a name. They just call him the monster or the beast or the creature the entire book. They never give him a name. They never have a name. That's so weird. No. Which I also think is another point of him being like a jerk because he's a jerk. The doctor Frankenstein yeah. is a big huge jerk. Huh. So I think the fact that he doesn't want to name him Oh, there's another reason that he's a jerk. Yeah. He doesn't think he's important. Yeah. Yeah. I think he just really doesn't care about him at all. Okay. So, Naomi, still there? Oh, yeah. Naomi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just listening to the plot. I saw Stu walk by. Stu. Okay. If he comes in, he'll turn off all your phones. And then he'll just leave quietly. He can't do that. I won't let him. I'm going to give you a real quick summary of this story, okay? Okay, awesome. Give it. Okay, so Victor, he's got two brothers. Um, I believe they're in... Oh, gosh. I'm going to mess up the first fact of this. I believe they're in Austria, but I'm not really positive. I think they're in Austria. Where does it open? (laughs) Yeah, this would be really entertaining. A bunch of white space on a podcast. Oh, I thought you were were saying that because we're white. (laughs) No! Just as a, I think I'm thinking about, I keep thinking about Kimmy Schmidt when like Titus works in that monster like cabaret restaurant, yeah. and I think like at one point someone's dressed like a Frankenstein. It might be Titus, but I can't. Oh, remember. I think he is, or is he the Wolfman? I think he's the Wolfman. He's the Wolfman. I think. And like someone said, like someone's like Frankenstein or something, and then they make fun of that person saying like, "Yeah, I know, it's not, it's really Frankenstein's monster, not Frankenstein." Like they were annoyed at people keep telling him that. Oh yeah. Fact. 
So I'm like, but I never heard that in any other show until then. I never heard that until I like never, high school. Right, exactly. So how many, I feel like the people writing shows are the people that are annoyed by them, like us. Like if we wrote Kimmy Schmidt, we would put that joke in there. Yes. But you know what I mean? Because it's a writer know. writing the show. Yeah. That would probably have learned that at some point in their life. Yes. Yeah. No, it's not common knowledge to people who are interested in those things. Exactly. And in New York anyways, it's probably a bunch of people that want to talk about Art and culture. Yes, I agree. I was totally wrong. It's not Austria. It's Italy. Oh, really? Well, yeah. I would not have yeah. ever guessed that. I think I kept thinking of like um, Dracula, Transylvania kind of. Yeah. Thought they're in Italy, and then he builds. He goes to school in Germany, and that's where he builds the monster. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he he's got two brothers: him, Ernest, and William. And William is a sweet baby brother. Mm. He's a tiny little baby. Sweet I think baby he's only boy. Like four or five. Yeah, he's a sweet baby boy, and everyone loves him the most because he's adorable, and they just love him. So they have William, and then this was weird, too, because I didn't remember this, but he's in love with this lady named Elizabeth. Oh, okay. Who, but but that's also his adoptive sister. What? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Victor's in love with Elizabeth, and I didn't realize until I went through this that his parents adopted her. Her parents were noble people. So she's like nobility yeah. and his parents are rich and they were friends. So they adopted her when her parents died and yeah. he's like in love with her. This entire story. Oh my God. They're like adults at this point, but that's kind of weird. That is weird. In today's standards. So is she like I in the story? I probably still thought it was weird. Huh? Like how much are, how much are Frankenstein's siblings and sister like in the story? Like a lot. Oh, really? They're in it a lot. Yeah. Oh, I probably should have mentioned the beginning of this story. It's kind of opens with a captain of a ship writing to his sister, telling her about this stuff because he came across this Victor Frankenstein frozen in the snow, almost half dead, being drawn on a sled by a gigantic figure. Oh, who is the monster? But then he's he's like explained to his sister how this came to be. Because Victor Frankenstein dying on his deathbed in the ship is telling him, like, don't do my life the way I did. (laughs) (laughs) That's why he's telling the story. Hello? I'm here. I'm here. It's Stu. Stu, are you on the podcast now? Special guest. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about some things. What's up? Let's talk about that. <laughs> I think I'm going to just take the phone and do a little bit of stew takeover. I told you he was going to do that. I was born and made 1986. Did you forget? Did you forget? No, I know what day I was born. I remember it very clearly. <laughs> As an, as an infant, I had very few hobbies. Of course you did. Oh, someone rang my doorbell. Hold on. Hey, podcast. No. Hashtag Jones. <laughs> you didn't even tell him where we can also listen to your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Blue Apron. <laughs> get three meals in the mail. They're so easy. Are you trying to like, get some sponsorship? Creamy Bucacetti. Where are you getting your Tony words from? Tony Cantalones. Trying to get sponsored. Podcast Nation. Podcast Nation. Okay, moving on from that. <laughs> did you get your Coke? Yes, I did. <laughs> okay, cool. Where was I, guys? You were, um, we were talking about some place that there's oh, a the captain on ship. And we have oh, yeah, yeah. So this Captain yes. Robert. 
Captain Robert is writing to his sister when it opens up, and that's how that's like the what do you call the catalyst for the story because he's talking to her about this guy. So, brothers. Oh, okay. So him and his brother William, and even little baby brother William, all study chemistry because their parents wanted them to study chemistry, and they're really into science. Mm. So that's why he is a scientist Mm. because his family is full of chemists. So he they grow up. He's an adult. Whatever. His mom dies, and he's really sad about it, so he goes to college in Germany right before, right after his mom dies. Okay. Oh, so maybe I'm thinking of the German side of things. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's why most people think that's where it is. But right now, he's in college, really grief-stricken, and decides he's, like, obsessed with reanimating life because his mom just oh, died. Okay. So that's where he gets this idea of making this thing. So he makes this gigantic monster. He's, like, over eight feet tall. Because he can't make tiny things because it's too hard to make tiny things. Are you serious? So he, yes, yes. That's why he makes them gigantic because it's like too hard. Like the delicacy of like making tiny organs is too hard for him. So he has to make everything like three times the size because it's too hard. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) So he's an eight foot thing and he's really, really scary. Oh my God. Is he scary because of like, how, like does he is he's whenever you see movies or whatever like the monster always looks like very patchwork and like you can see that he's yeah. put together is that how it's described in the book or is that just what we think of because that's in what's movies or is he scary just because um, he's so big he is scary because he's so big but also because of what you're saying he's put together by like a bazillion different pieces mm-hmm. and there's actually a really spooky description of that in the book that i was going Ooh. to read to you because I feel like the description of him in the book is even creepier to me than any movie version I've seen oh, of him. No way. Yeah. It's like real spooky. So I'm going to read it. Thank you. And where did I write that? It's um, page 34. This will be Spooky Theater Ooh. with Alicia <laughs> So, yeah, there's like two paragraphs here that describe exactly what he looks like. Okay. So, chapter four. It was on a dreary night of November that I beheld the accomplishment of my toils. With an anxiety that almost amounted to agony, I collected the instruments of life around me that I might infuse a spark of being into the lifeless thing that lay at my feet. It was already one in the morning. The rain pattered dismally against the panes, and my candle was nearly burnt out, when, by the glimmer of the half-extinguished light, I saw the dull yellow eye of the creature open. It breathed hard, and a convulsive motion agitated its limbs. Which I'm not sure if it's a heartbeat or what, but I think I think it sounds like his heartbeat. Okay. Then it says, How can I describe my emotions at this catastrophe or how delineate is that delineate? Yeah. You know, like when you read words and you know what they read they are in your head, but yes. then you say them out loud. Yes. And you're like, what is that? Absolutely, yes. I know that. How delineate the wretch. Okay. How can I describe my emotions at this catastrophe or how delineate the wretch whom with such infinite pains and care I had endeavored to form? His limbs were in proportion and I had selected his features as beautiful. Beautiful? Great God. His yellow skin scarcely covered the work of muscles and arteries beneath. His hair was a lustrous black and flowing, his teeth of pearly whiteness. But these luxuriances only formed a more horrid contrast with his watery eyes that seemed almost of the same color as the dun white sockets in which they were mm-hmm. set, his shriveled complexion and straight black oh. lips. Yeah. So he's like really creepy and his yeah. skin is like so thin that you can see all the arteries and things that he built underneath oh. it. He's like a big see-through, like pale yellowy giant. 
that's all sewn oh. together. So that's what he looks like. And he's he's really, really scary. And he's got straight black lips. I don't know if I've ever seen a Frankenstein monster if he has black lips. They're usually, like, completely painted green. Yeah. Or just right? maybe just a line, like a cartoon straight line. That's, a, that's such yeah. a, like, an unsettling, like, image to picture for some reason. Right? She, she seemed to do really well in picking out, like, that wasn't a long description. Yeah, I mean, that was, like, three or four details, no. and it told you exactly why this thing looked creepy. Yeah, you know I mean, like yep. that's so unsettling. Yeah, I think she's really good at like that descriptive language, like really good at. Yeah, that's super creepy. Super creepy, and of course, it has to be like raining at the time that he wakes up. Uh, and like, but like, he made all of it himself, right? He didn't like take it from some other corpse, like someone else's skin, and sew it on his own thing. Like he constructed from other pieces of animals and other people, dead people. Yeah, he did. He didn't make skin. But so it's definitely like he sewed it over it himself. Yes. He didn't just like take someone's body and sew no, it to another no, body no, no, and yeah. come to life. He like yeah. put he it. used like muscles and things oh. and other things to build like a bigger heart. Does he? Is there, like I'm oh. sure, it, of course, it wouldn't actually make sense in our reality. But like, does the book ever explain why he chooses to put together a new person instead of taking like an actual deceased person and just reanimating their life? within the existing body like why did he create something new as opposed to trying to like bring back what already existed like does he ever explain that i don't know yeah that's a good question i'm not really sure i think he just became obsessed with creating something from scratch Mm. because he wanted to prove that he could do it Mm. yeah that's interesting yeah i feel like a lot of horror things too come from like mania of some sort like it's like a fearful like I don't know. I don't have a good example, but like, there's no, there's no like true explanation for anything in the end. It's just like, and that's why you don't do this. Like, <laughs> that's why you don't. Like seriously, right? Because they always end up crazy. So it's always like, well, that's definitely what should, happens. You to shouldn't him. have done that. You shouldn't have gone crazy after your mom died. You should have just like either gotten closer to right. family, had your own family, or gone to church, do whatever you need to do. Yeah, he did like the he opposite of all those things. So he secludes himself and he makes this guy in college in Germany. And then the second that monster wakes up, he hates him. He hates his guts. Like, he sees that he's ugly. He really wanted him to be really pretty when he woke up so that he could, like, show him off to the world and, like, science fairs and things. Oh. And he hates his guts. Yeah. And the monster at that point doesn't speak. So he doesn't really understand what's going on until Victor Frankenstein just leaves. He leaves the lab and he leaves the monster there. And he, he like, wanders the streets like crazy man. And he, like, falls into a very bad sickness and fever and is like wandering like a homeless guy even though he's this very rich man from the very rich family who just made this monster he Mm. yeah he left the monster Mm -hmm. to like fend for himself and then the monster gets like really angry about that like you're the only person i know which he says later when he does learn to speak oh jeez. yeah so he left him and he's wandering the streets aimlessly oh it's due again can you get like 10 minutes okay Okay, go and wrap this up in 10 minutes, y'all. 10 minutes. <laughs> we got a call from our producer. <laughs> producer Stu says we got 10 minutes. Before what? Yes. Before we have to go back to Burbank. Oh, no. <laughs> right now we're airing live from Palm Springs in Orlando. Coast to coast. Coast to coast. <laughs> coast to coast. So, what was I telling you? He hates him. 
so he's yeah. wandering the streets left the monster for himself doesn't even care if he dies he hopes he dies he doesn't want him to live he just wants to like leave him and hopes that problem goes away by itself yeah which does not happen at all at all it's the opposite of that that happens but his friend henry i think his best friend's name is henry finds him in the street <laughs> he's like victor what are you, <laughs> what are you doing funny. yeah like he happens to be visiting there he's like what are you doing why are you sick come home with me so he takes him home and he like nurses him back to health but while he's doing that he gets a letter from his family back in italy that uh baby boy william has no. died oh baby boy oh, no. yeah baby boy william has been <gasps> murdered Oh my god. Yes. Baby boy William with his blonde hair and blue eyes has been murdered one day while he was out playing in the Grand Garden. Yes, he was murdered. By whom? By whom? Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. So he goes home because he's better now. He goes home with Henry. And um, he finds out that there's a a lady who's nanny to William named Justine, Uh who's also weirdly adopted. (laughs) Like they adopted like so many people. Yeah, she's also, like, adopted by the family, like, while she was, like, an older teenager or something, and she became nanny to William, the youngest kid. So, she had his, she had a locket that William was wearing um, when he was killed. He was, like, strangled with it. And then they found the locket in her purse, in her pocket, in her apron pocket. Oh, snap. So, they told, yeah, so they convicted her of murder to be hanged. And, like, Elizabeth's like, I know that Justine wouldn't do this. She loves him as much as all of us do. Like, she would never, ever hurt him. And she even went to Justine and she's like, please tell me that you didn't do this or how I can get you out of this because I know that you didn't do it. And Justine just keeps telling her, like, I I don't know. Maybe I didn't. I don't remember or something because I have the locket. But I, like, promise you I would have never hurt him. Yeah. Like, I would have never, ever done that. She doesn't remember. No, she doesn't. So she just tells her, she's like, just pray for me because I'm going to die. Oh, jeez. I I don't know. (laughs) yeah oh my god yeah so while this is happening and victor comes back and they tell him everything that happened and that justine had the lock and they think it's justine victor's like in the back of his head like i bet it's that monster <laughs> what? yeah so he's like you know he was really angry at me when i was leaving him i bet it's him so he doesn't want to tell anybody this theory because he thinks no one will believe him and right now the only person he's told that uh, he did this monster was henry henry the best friend knows that he's got like some information about this at this point but so he thinks that but he's like yeah if i tell anybody it's not going to get her out of the trial because nobody's going to believe me that a monster came over here and killed my little brother but and framed her for it's it. your own fault you made that monster yeah and, and then left, left but also like how does he to, believe like, that that monster knew where to find his family right how he do doesn't know at that point. He oh. has no idea. He just has like an inkling that that might have because he knows that Justine wouldn't have done oh, it. Right. So and he's he, he can't think of anyone else in the world who would want to kill a little boy. Like it's definitely like a vengeance mm-hmm. thing. So at that point in the story, they go to like the monsters narrative. You kind of see it from his point of view, like what happened since the doctor just left. Oh, him. yeah. So basically, he wanders around the woods a lot. And doesn't know how he looks. But he, whenever he comes into contact with a person, they freak out and run the other way. So he's like, okay, I got to look pretty scary. So he yeah. finds, like, a pond and he sees himself. And then he's like, oh, my gosh, I'm terrifying. Right. So I'm just going to hide from people so I don't scare them. So he finds a family that lives in the woods. And they're, like, a really nice family. And he listens to them. And that's how he learns how to speak English. Oh. So. Quickly. Yeah. Yeah, pretty quickly. <laughs> really get pretty that. Well, it's been like a couple months, but that's still pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see. I see. And then 
he finds um that the like the dad in the family is blind so he cannot see the monster so he can't be scared of him oh, so he starts God. talking to him and they become friends but uh the rest of the family sees him and freaks out so he's like really sad because like they're in his family and they don't even like me and i try to be their friend so he finds some books in the woods <laughs> that are like in some abandoned satchel <laughs> And he teaches himself how to read. Oh. Oh, he's my like, gosh. He's, yeah, like, and intelligent. He really, oh, yeah. He's super intelligent. And then when he learns how to read and write, he can actually, like, articulate everything. Oh. So he's, like, quotes, like, Paradise Lost, like, several times. That's, like, his favorite story. Oh, so he, yeah. like, he brings it up all the time when next time he sees the doctor, which he does see him again. But, um, yeah. So he family hates him so he goes back to the lab finds victor frankenstein's journal finds details of where he's from and where his family lives goes there in this time period kills william frames justine for it oh my god to get back at him for making him basically right now he's just angry at being alive because he's like if you're gonna make me and i can't connect with anybody else on this planet why did you even make me because i'm so ugly nobody wants to have anything to do with me so he does that then he decides to go after find Victor Frankenstein again. Oh my gosh. So he goes back, he finds him. He yells at him a lot in very like long eloquent <laughs> Oh my god. About how dare you make me? How dare you do this to me whatever. Um if you don't make me a companion, he wants a bride of Frankenstein. Oh my so basically god. I think that's where that movie came from. If you don't make me a girl to live with me too, um I'm going to kill the rest of your family. <gasps> Cuz he's really angry. He like try to be nice. And now he's just evil. Yeah. Because, he evil. but he's like an intelligent evil thing. He's not like the monster that we know that like walks yeah. around like Ooh. grunting and stuff. Like he's like has intentions. <laughs> yeah. 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 So he's really, and he's engaged. I don't know if I mentioned that Victor is engaged to Elizabeth at this point. He's been engaged. His adopted sister. That's allowed. Yep. Okay. Yes. All mm-hmm. right. <laughs> okay. Next century. Yes. So he's engaged to him and he doesn't want her to find out about any of this and none, nobody else to die. Right. So he agrees to it. And he says he'll do that. So he starts working on her. But then while he's doing it, he gets really mad again. He's like, no, I'm not doing this. I hate you. You're an awful <laughs> monster and you're evil. If I, if I make you a girlfriend, then maybe you can have kids and then you'll just be an awful species that kills everybody. Oh, no. So I'm not doing this. So uh, the monster gets really mad again and goes and murders his best friend, Henry. No! no! Yep, strangles Please. Henry. And then he's like, I mean business. <laughs> Make me a wife. And he's like, no again. No. <laughs> and then guess what? Who gets married? Who? Elizabeth. The night before their wedding. Oh. Elizabeth gets married. Yes. So Victor just like gives up on life and runs away from everybody. Where is the monster staying at all times? He hides. <laughs> Yeah, he just like hides in the wilderness with his books. Yeah, does he like need to like eat, or like is he just sustaining himself on vengeance and like you know what hatred? Think that he does in literature, fine literature. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. All right then. Yep. Yep. So he kills everybody, and um, then they just kind of wander off into the wilderness, into the like antarctica together like they're in the snow when that captain oh. no the the um doctor does runs off he just like hates everybody and everybody he cares about is dead so but he doesn't want to help the monster so he just like runs away and then the monster continually tracks him so that's when like when they find him when the captain finds them at the beginning of the story that's where they were that 
like he was out there and then the monster tracked him till he found him yeah put him on a sled because he was like half frozen and he was like you're coming with me because it's basically his only family is this crazy doctor mm. that's it so even yeah uh... so he gets them and he's like bringing him trying to get him back to some civilization that they can take care of the yeah. guy so he brings him to that ship but then frankenstein just wanders off into the snow by himself after he gives him to the captain so that's the monster down. does but like he's yeah mm. but he's murdered so many people at this point it's hard to feel bad for him yeah i don't feel that bad i think they're both jerks yeah <laughs> but i feel like the doctor should have like not hated him so much when he made him yeah, yeah especially if the like, only reason why he, he did that like why the hatred occurred was just because like he wasn't beautiful like that's ridiculous yeah. like that's literally like what it says in the next sentence is like but he wasn't beautiful so i he didn't like him he was disgusted oh with him gosh. that's like so that was just so much ridiculousness involved in that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it sounds horrifying like and if it was all written in the same way that she writes the description of the monster i can understand why it was like so popular yeah. right away that's pretty much how it was written she's a really good writer um but none of that is really like any version of the monster i've seen in anything no you know what i mean yeah like, definitely not like a really smart giant thing who like intentionally goes out and murders only specific people like it's not just like he's rampaging through like the town with the villagers chasing him or something yeah. <laughs> like, he's definitely trying to punish Victor. and it doesn't sound like at any point really anyone else knows about his existence like does it like in those movies and stuff you see like there's like a mob that chases down the storms the castle wherever they're keeping the monster but it doesn't seem like that it seems like he's right. he's he's hiding himself in the woods like no one else knows that this yeah thing, all these things are happening to yeah. this thing yeah he's he's like pretty secluded or elusive or whatever the word is i think secluded mm-hmm. is the word i would say mm-hmm. that's all i gotta say about that that's real creepy that's yeah. real real creepy I don't know how I would feel. But I feel I like I just it. talked a lot and you guys didn't but he get was... to talk that much. We were uh, listening. Sorry. That's because we were listening, listening to and the story. Okay. I never read the story. Okay. We didn't know the story. I didn't know I the story. Like... <laughs> a conclusion that can be drawn is that Victor definitely made the monster what he is. So, like, it's like you make your own monsters in your own life. And you could have just dealt with them. But sometimes you make them worse. That is exactly true. By walking away from them. And that really is, like, That's my the main theme of, like, all romantic literature oh. in England. Jess, so you just hit the nail on the head <laughs> right there. That's high, high five. five. <laughs> he creates the monsters. And so he is a monster himself. Exactly. Who is the He's real monster? The true monster is the doctor. <laughs> Maybe that's why they call him Frankenstein all the time because people just are paraphrasing it. it that way. They're like, "He's he is Frankenstein." Yeah, because he is the he jerk. is Frankenstein. <laughs> they are one in the same. Exactly, says. I think we're giving I think uh, we the general did it. public more credit than they're due. For <laughs> but let's just say that's what they meant. I don't think like, every time someone labels that monster, it's with the intention of subconsciously. <laughs> attributing <laughs> yes yes let's just go with that i really i really think that in the spirit of halloween we should end by cheering cheering 
our pumpkin lattes that we're all simultaneously <laughs> drinking. Are you guys drinking pu- pumpkin lattes? No. But I did wink, and you should have been oh, able sorry, to. Sorry. No, so, Mayor should have been able to tell that I was winking over the phone. Excuse you. Through through this through this through audio system. Oh, here's our pumpkin lattes, our hypothetical pumpkin lattes. On three, we say Halloween. Ready? One, two, Halloween. three. Halloween. <laughs> oh, but there is one thing. There great. is one thing I would say. What? When when you say that Frankenstein, the scientist, was like wandering through the streets in like a fever or whatever, and yeah. I, like I had a moment of thinking, I was like, that's such like a that's such a romantic literature thing to say like someone wandered around in a fever in a street as if like yes. no one did anything about yeah it. like can you, got a fever i need to know like can you legit make yourself sick I know. from being like in a bad situation but you know who that they Mind always have out? that edgar Allan poe isn't that how he died he died because people found yes. him in the streets they closed yes. and didn't belong to him and they were just like he was out of his mind and no one know where he went for like six days or something crazy like that yeah. didn't they find him yeah. in the gutter and like in, it yeah. wasn't his clothes. They were like a, it was like a suit that didn't fit him. That didn't like he never bought. How did that, it was like, How did that happen? <laughs> because he wandered to himself oh in a fever. God. He's like he's like the only legitimate example I can think of that actually that occurred in real life. <laughs> so I guess it does. I guess it does. I guess it can happen. But they're probably like there legitimate like reasons for those things. And if in scientifically speaking, like and then he got called. Right. He didn't know it. Yes. Also, a girl was like out of his mind. So, like, on a good day, he got the flu and had no immune system. Yeah, and just drank himself to death with his. And was also really upset at that time. Yeah, so they blamed it on a broken heart. Right, right. Yeah, but it is that's such a such a like I feel like it. Yeah, (laughs) and then the lady fainted. Like it's all not the same wavelength. Like ladies faint and men go out to the streets like madmen. Like that's how they deal with great shots and other people's clothes. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. Okay, I, but now we have to do another cheers to pumpkin lattes. One, two, three. Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> Go get pumpkin lattes, guys. Now we, so, need, now we need to get real ones. Right. Next time we okay, have them for everyone, real. Yes. Okay. So I guess I don't know how we sign off on this. We have no we, slogan. We quote the reason. <laughs> we quote the reason. Because <laughs> it's Halloween. <laughs> You want to quote the right now? I don't Well, I guess I got to go back to Burbank now. So we'll just end it on the cheers. Okay. I love you, man. Love you guys. This is so fun.